0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Powering Up, our cross-generational podcast
1: about leadership, power, and gender. I'm Ann Doyle. And I'm Monica Doyle. Today, we're talking about my favorite topic, comics. Well, that and hockey. (laughs) And in particular, the growing influence of women in the comic world, not just as characters like Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel, but as creators, illustrators, and storytellers.
0: Well, I grew up reading comics like Superman and the Archie series with Betty, Veronica, and Jughead, Casper the Ghost, but I've been away from that world so long that this topic is all new to me.
1: Well, it's very much a part of my world, um, and that's why I wanted you to get started by attending Comic Con, um, a convention that was held in Dearborn, Michigan earlier this year. What'd you think? Wow, it was
0: absolutely fascinating. And a journalist that I am, of course, I had to take my recording equipment so I could share a little of the experience with our listeners. But how about if you explain to our listeners a little bit about what Comic-Con is?
1: Well, um, for anybody used to going to cons, it's a relatively small con. Uh, the idea is to showcase the talent of female creators in particular, which is something very important. Um, anybody that knows anything about comics knows that it's a highly male-dominated field, and um, it's nice to be able to put all of the the female creators, artists, um, writers in a room together and just kind of take a look at... The strides that women are making in this community. So, that was one of my favorite parts about the idea of this con in general, but mostly it was full of artists with some of their um, prints and comic books or writing. And it was very culturally diverse. It was really. Yeah, it was fascinating. I loved it. My friend Chelsea Liddy actually is one of the founders of Comic Con. And I think it's a really important thing. I think there should be more of them.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Well, we're going to uh, share some of the interviews that I did at that very cool uh, out in the field, in that atmosphere you're talking about. But I know you also did an interview with Katie Merritt, who is the co-owner of Green Brain Comics and one of the sponsors of the Comic-Con convention. So we're going to start out with that.
1: Well, it's been some time since Comic-Con, but I I really liked all of the the books that you guys had out um, and suggested. Um, And I I was kind of curious how you got involved with Comic-Con and what it kind of represented to you as the owner of a comic book shop. Sure, well, uh, I
3: co-own a comic book store Mm -hmm. and Chelsea Liddy had been a customer into our store and she had this grand concept to do an all-female comic book convention because she felt at the time that there was a complete lack of that in the industry and especially in our region as a whole, and she approached us. Uh, She was also working in Dearborn and was working with the museum and knew that the event space would be there and the proximity to the comic book store just worked out, like, too perfectly. And so she came in and said, I have this, like, crazy idea, but I wanted to run by you guys. You've run conventions before. What do you think? And we were like, yeah, that sounds great. That sounds perfect. Um, I actually, I think our first response was how much of it do you want us to be in charge of? Cause you're not, there's people that come to us with ideas and say, I have this great idea. I want you to do it. And yep. we're just like, okay, we can't, you know, we can't run the show. But mm-hmm. she said, no, I have a group of friends. We're going to form a committee. We just want you as consultants. We want you to help out, you know, um, bounce ideas off of and let us know if it's feasible and just, you know, take from your experience and, um, contact pool essentially you know everybody that we knew to get involved and we were we were 100 on board and we thought that it was a great idea and we were happy to have it in our our town of dearborn where our shop is
1: yeah wow that's awesome well and and having come from the convention you know it was super fun to be there i know my personal comic book collection is actually lacking in female um, writers and authors Uh, so i had been asking my friends even before i got to go to comic con um, about, you know, hey, I, I need to get some more women in my comic book collection because it's it's lacking it. And so with like these movies coming out lately with like Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel, um, do you think those kinds of things are maybe putting women more into a position of trying their hand at writing comics, trying their hand at being authors, trying their hand at being artists?
4: Ah, uh, Sure. There's there's overlap there,
3: but there's also the difference between the female characters yep. and the female creators. Because uh-huh. there's female creators that don't necessarily write books that have, you know, major female characters yeah. and vice versa. Uh-huh. And... It's great when you have a female creator doing a female-led book because you obviously have that perspective, but it doesn't necessarily have to cross over. The, the fact that there's great female cre- or characters out in the movies, Wonder Woman, Captain Marvel, and this type of stuff, it draws in that audience. They want to see that representation on the screen, but then there's also the people that want to see that representation from the creative pool as yeah. well. And so, and when those both happen, that's then that's amazing because then people come in and they look for that stuff and they say, This is great. I want to support the female creators. They're writing my favorite character. Mm-hmm. So that works in both regards.
1: Yeah. Well, and um, actually, with this most recent Captain Marvel movie having come out, um, I actually, after Wonder Woman, I noticed that there was a lack of female names in the credits. And right. I was extremely disappointed in that. I felt like it was kind of just a. A publicity stunt whereas Captain Marvel I was reading the names and there was many women right right so I I guess what I'm interested to know is like how what what is the role of women in creating comics are they grossly misrepresented from the major publishers they're still it's still
3: lopsided but if you look in any field of entertainment movies tv comic books there's still a wide discrepancy between male creators and female creators although it is definitely growing and there's a lot more now than there was even five years ago ten years ago 30 years ago when i started yeah the amount of women under the major publisher headlines were were pretty pretty far and few between um the big surge is in the independent publishers okay because they're more willing to take a chance and they're uh, Ugh, it
1: hurts my feelings that hiring a woman is taking a chance <laughs> well,
3: it's also a new talent so if yeah. you're not already established you know if it's your first book coming out um, you know, that type of thing. And also, you it's easier to self-publish yourself. So that yep. if you went online and looked up, uh, like, online strips, like, anyone can create their own comics and put it online. This is how a lot of women start, because they build their own fan base first. Yeah. Then they can go to the publisher and say, look, I have 8 million followers on, you know, this with my online daily strip that I've been doing for five years. It's not like I'm a fresh off the, I'm going to make comics, hire me. I just graduated. (laughs) Yeah, I just graduated, exactly. And I'm not saying that those people don't deserve a chance, but everyone, you have to have that level of experience and following for anyone big to take a bite.
0: Well, the best way to learn about something new is to start asking questions. So I grabbed my microphone and my digital recorder and headed for my first ever Comic-Con convention at the Arab American Museum in Dearborn, Michigan. Uh, And as soon as I walked in the door, I was in a fascinating new world. The place was absolutely jumping with a joyful buzz. It was a young crowd, many dressed as their favorite comic characters, with Monica as the judge of that, I believe. (laughs) And uh, there were dozens of tables of women showcasing their work, Uh, women who had come from all over the country. And the first person I met was Mel Valentine Vargas.
2: I'm an illustrator. I am specifically uh, wanting to do comics, and I do—I actually do a lot of comics. And my work specifically focuses on the LGBTQ, um, POC people, and then also just women. POC, POC people of color. So like, um, you know, like uh, Asian, like Black, Hispanic, like anything. I really like to explore, like um, underrepresented groups, and then also uh, just female empowerment in general
0: did you start obviously reading comics as a kid and you weren't represented or how are you dealing with that as as like a girl getting interested in this
2: yeah so um growing up being uh, so i'm specifically like i'm cuban so growing up being like hispanic i was like a, i i speak spanish and everything and growing up reading comics um that are about like a lot of times about like white women or white men and stuff. I didn't feel very connected to characters and it was very hard. And I remember going through phases in my life where I was like wanting to look like these characters, which is like impossible because it's like I'm never going to look white, female, like uh, blonde, like all this stuff. And it's so it's really cool now seeing characters that are like like me. Do you see comics
0: as a platform for social change, speaking about issues that maybe you feel passionately about?
2: Oh my God, yes. I love writing comics about um, just social things in general and things I experience I think zines are also really helpful which is like zines if you don't know what that is it's I don't what is that it's um uh just basically it's usually a small um self-published book by artists even writers I've seen poets do it too and it's basically like little books that they create and it just um it was originally zines were originally created for social change it was like a punk movement back in the 80s and now people make them regularly and it's you can find zines on everything and it's really cool to have I've made a couple and it's really cool to have like self-published like little books that just talk about whatever you want to talk about.
0: Hamila Rouser, an African-American comic writer from the Bronx told me she got into the comic con world because she wasn't seeing black women represented. How are you feeling as a woman uh, millennial in the United States of America these days?
4: Tired. <laughs> Tired. <laughs> Tired. Yeah. Of what? It's It's just exhausting, um, especially being a black woman. It's exhausting to have to defend my existence um, at all, you know, and just have to constantly go through harassment. Even small micro things that happen at work or on the street. It builds up and it's really just exhausting to have to go through that day in and day out on top of just regular, you know, family, you know, other issues that you're going through. Does this world of the comics help in
0: terms of you feeling some empowerment, some support with other women?
4: This Comic Con does, but comic the comic community in general is very similar to the rest of society. It's super sexist, racist, homophobic, all of those things. So I think spaces like this Comic Con um, are really wonderful because it's allowing women creators to be able to come together and have a space for us to show off our work and our stories and really celebrate us when so much of... Uh, mainstream comics is still heavily white, straight, male-dominated.
0: The creative energy at the Comic-Con convention was amazing. The exhibitors and their fans were primarily a female or female-identifying crowd. They were black, white, Muslim, Christian, straight, gay, trans, uh, and from all over the USA, all excited about the change in the air that they are helping to lead. And Sarah... Al-Faghi, a Muslim illustrator and creative director from Boston, put it to me this way.
1: Um, I think the market's ready for it, and I think that now, better than ever, it's time to actually let uh, visibly Muslim women and Arab women speak for themselves. And I think the reception to, especially the kind of work I personally do and what I've seen other creators do, uh, people are ready for those stories regardless of what other people might say and discourage it being like, oh, you know, it's not going to sell. It's not the market. Well, Ms. Marvel's the number one digital selling comic at Marvel. and you know, all Is that right? Yeah, that is. They top the charts every single time. The numbers don't lie yeah
0: so what's your advice to other girls and young women let's say who uh, are just trying to find their voice
1: do it because no one else will and no one else will know your story as well as you do um and if you want it done right do it yourself if you have to do it angrily do it if you have to do it just to find peace of mind do it i want to just
2: i want to see it i don't care how
1: kamik khan also features lots of panel discussions with some of the talented women working in the field of comics I was glad Anne had a chance to talk with Carolyn Nowak, one of the stars and featured panelists at the conference. She was a graduate at the University of Michigan School of Art and Design. Her debut collection was Girl Town. She's now working on a Buffy the Vampire Slayer middle grade book. That sounds exciting to me because I love Buffy. Um, (laughs) The New School Nightmare is what that's called.
5: I really, really love Comic Con. And I think one of the the things I love about it is that um, I don't know they just like treat the exhibitors really well. Um and I I've, I've said this before um about this con but it's like it's women only and um they I mean women and um and like feminine identifying people I assume but um they uh you know they like feed us like they feed us and they brought people here from around the country yeah they they like bring in exhibitors they feed us and they like i i I know i'm really focused on that right now but like there are so many conventions where it's just like oh you're here we're doing you such a favor but here at comic-con i feel very like celebrated it's really 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 nice okay
0: and what's your advice for maybe girls and women and millennials
5: particularly who are listening to this oh my gosh (laughs) that's what happens when you have a platform i mean um if I could give anybody one piece of advice, it's just like, find your people. And that's, I mean, that's what comics has brought me more than anything. It's just like my people, like the 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 people that I care about, the people who like enrich my life every day I've met because I do this kind of thing. Like you, if you tell your story, there people will be out there reading it and they'll be like, hey, that's like me. And then, I don't know. It's like a great way to build community.
0: I love that line, <laughs> find your people.
5: Yeah, find your people, yeah. And
0: now let's go back to the studio for a little more perspective from Katie Merritt, co-owner of Green Brain Comics. And would you say that there's also sort of a growing awareness that there is this female audience out there? Oh, yeah. And that's what's driving a lot of it?
3: Oh, yeah. Um, That's a big part of it. Um, Having more females on the creative team is part of it, on the editorial team is part of it. Um, Making comics now for the generation that grew up reading manga Mm -hmm. in the 90s Cause now all those are young women.
1: So for Anne, manga is Japanese comic books.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, you you can see me looking like, huh? <laughs> what is so
1: that?
3: in the in the mid to late '90s, there was a huge surgence of um, shojo, which is like female friendly manga. So you might know who like Dragon Ball is, and but then there was Sailor Moon and Cardcaptor and Pokemon and all these things that appealed to young girls in the mid '90s, and it drove them to. Borders or comic book stores to read those comics. And there she is, <laughs> Monica,
0: sitting right here. Well, up.
1: and and yeah, the Sailor Moon was actually quite bra- groundbreaking as a series, you know, because it, it casts these these female characters in the superhero role, and they actually do end up going and like saving the dudes a lot of the time.
3: Right, right. There was like what nine women and one guy yep. in the whole
1: entire team. Yep, and they always have to go save him and stuff. It 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 was great and. And a lot of people tend to, especially Americans, um, especially older Americans, tend to associate um, American comic books with superheroes. But I think um, what you've been saying is that there's a lot more to comic books. They actually represent every medium you can possibly think of. But as far as the superhero genre is concerned in and of itself, um, how, how do you think the, the issue of the, the male gaze is affecting? comic books today because there has been a lot of debate about it you know we've seen a lot more women of color in comic books right so is but I I still see debates going on you know some of them I tend to be sort of in the middle of but do you think that there is still a big issue with men drawing these sexualized women or do you think it's a little bit more of a non-issue now
3: I think it It still exists, and I think it's always going to exist. It just gets more and more marginalized Uh as other books that don't necessarily focus on that aspect of it gain popularity. Any last comment you want to make, Katie,
0: about the comics world and what's happening in terms of women? And, um, you know, this podcast is about power and leadership uh, through the female lens.
3: Well, I would say as far as trying to support comic book female creators. Seek them out, ask friends for recommendations. You can go into any reputable store and ask for recommendations and they will gladly point you to great uh, female creator content. Um, if you just want to read a good comic, there's some, we pledge that there is something out there for everyone. If you enjoy any type of visual entertainment, whether it's movies, TVs, just regular books, you there is a comic book out there for you.
1: Thanks for joining us at Powering Up. We hope you'll subscribe and share us with your network. Ann and I would love to hear from you through the Powering Up Women Facebook page. I'm Monica Doyle. And I'm Ann Doyle. Remember, power is the currency for getting things done. Claim yours and put it to work. Oh, yeah.